You're listening to Filling the Storehouse Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Stuart. And we want to walk with you on the journey to living the abundant life through faith, family, and freedom. Our goal is to refine our why while helping you find yours. Together, achieve our best and highest purpose. In the end, we'll drive each other to intentionally fill our storehouse. What is up, everybody? This is Stu, and a happy new year. Um, as you listen to this podcast, um, you know, a big thing for us uh, at Storehouse Return is, is taking action. And so uh, what I'd ask of you guys to do is uh, once once listen to this podcast, um, go take a look at uh, Nina and, and Mary's website, boldlyandco.com. And um, they have been gracious enough to allow our listeners uh, to get a, a really good discount off of their products. And I would highly encourage... Um, you take advantage of that. They have some amazing workshops um, that really explain uh, methodology and um, you know how you actually put these systems and processes in place. And I think they're fantastic. So go to boldlyandco.com, check out all of their products, but specifically check out their workshops and their classes. Um, you know, we took David and I took a bunch of these classes ourselves. Boldly Productivity Methodology or the Boldly Masterclass, the Productivity Workshops, they are amazing and they will truly help you organize your life um, and, and uh, make time efficient so you can be productive. Um, so check it out. Um, put in the code STOREHOUSE when you check out. That's going to give you a fantastic discount that Nina and Mary have hooked us up with. Again, storehouse at checkout bullingco.com all right have an amazing 2021 and go fill your storehouse see you all right what is going on everybody this is uh filling the storehouse podcast episode i don't know uh but it's the beginning of january 2021 and we are pumped to have two amazing guests on today both from our favorite state of Wisconsin. Woo-hoo! Wisconsin. Wisconsin, <laughs> where you get a lot of cheese and brats and beer. beer spotted cow. Mm, that is our favorite. Good stuff. Uh, it's good stuff. Today we have Mary Manthai and Nina Ferraro. <laughs> Ferraro. Boli and Co. And uh, I-, I would tell you that uh, the, the, um, the steps and the actions that I have taken personally from from your business has been instrumental uh, to just really my sanity, honestly. Um, so uh, I, I greatly appreciate appreciate the both of you, um, and I really want to get into to your story, um, the background of of where you guys came from, um, and hopefully we can bring some amazing value to our listeners today because uh, there's some there's some action steps we want to get to for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, let's do it. David, do you have anything to say or, um, no, you pretty much, you pretty much took it all. You know, yes. we, uh, are turning a new leaf on the show today. We, we wanted to try to stay away from making fun of you. Um, at least to begin with, um, I don't know if it's going to be possible. Actually, I will venture to say that it would be impossible. Um, but, but you know, I, I think, uh, I think I'm, I'm super excited about today. I've uh, been communicating with Nina and Mary for quite a while now. We had met through um, <clears throat> just some other, you know, 
Navy conversations. I was in a webinar that, that they were running and, and then through their seven figure flipping. And now we're doing, going through their course and uh, they're just amazing women have, I think, super excited about the, the program that they run, the coaching they offer and just who they are as, as humans and the accents are going to be <laughs> spot on. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and, and I know that my, my mother's side and my wife's uh, entire family will appreciate the, the, the don't you know's and the boots and the bolts and the, oh, geez. So I don't know if it's going to be like that, but I hope so. You'll get a lot of, yeah, no, yes. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Mary, no, I'm excited. Over to you, over to you both. Um, if you could just tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are, where you came from and, and kind of why, why Bowling and Co now? Yeah. So, well, I'm Nina and Mary, you want to let your voice be heard? I am Mary. (laughs) Um, So within our company, I am very big and loud and Mary is very beautifully balanced. So we make a great team that way. Um, That's that's kind of same. That's kind of same with David and I, David is big and loud and obnoxious and I'm (laughs) beautifully Whatever you said. <laughs> no, he doesn't. You're beautifully, beautifully balanced. Beautifully, beautifully balanced. Dumb. You're beautifully <laughs> dumb is what you are. I'm beautifully whatever you just said. Great. Yeah. Start. See, Stu, you, like you don't allow me. You don't allow me not to make fun of you. Uh, but anyways, back to you, Nina. Yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt, Nina. No problem. So we are both from Kenosha, Wisconsin, and we actually went to kindergarten together and we were kindergarten besties. And then we went to different schools and our lives grew apart. And um, I had come up with this idea for Boldly and Co, which we'll get into in a bit. And um, as adults, Mary and I found out that our husbands played hockey together growing up their entire lives. And they just have this hockey and locker room bond that has never left. And um, so they said, hey, let's get together as couples. And I said, oh, I already know Ryan's wife, Mary. So um, we got together and we started talking about business. And I started sharing my idea and uh, she said, I'm on board. So (laughs) we got back together as adults and formed a company together. But um, yeah, Boldly & Co. is a company that is centered around helping people and businesses. Um, So you could be a person who's looking to advance your career, be better in your career, achieve a goal, or you could be somebody who has a business idea or has an established business. And what we do is we help people think a little bit differently about how they organize and focus and plan and take action. Um, So the biggest part about our business is about taking action. And, you know, what we found is businesses, people, you can be, you can be a competitor, you can be an achiever, you can be amazing, you can be so smart, but we're not necessarily taught how to plan and how to be strategic and how to take action in the most effective way. It seems like you either have that skill or you don't. And so we've kind of come along and said, no, you can be taught that skill and be shown how to do that skill and be held accountable to it. And we have the tools and the coaching to do that. So. Yeah, Mary, I'm kind of curious, you know, from your perspective as well, like, you know, Stu and I have been talking and you, you, you hit a couple key uh, themes there, Nina. But um, one, we're huge on taking action. 
that's something that Stu and I talk about all the time. We, we, we are, you know, you can analyze something to death and then at some point take action. You're going to learn lessons from that and you're going to take more action. But, but, but Mary, I'm curious, you know, we also talk a lot about partnerships and I, I mean, it seems like, you know, the way it's framed, you guys had this relationship, you guys came together years later, but I imagine there was probably a lot of discourse back and forth, a lot of setting boundaries, terms, roles and responsibilities and, and all that, or maybe not. I'm just kind of curious how that went. You know, I will say that Nina and I are fairly, we like to roll with our instincts. We both trust our instincts and we're both fairly go with the flow. And so we have sort of let our partnership morph into what it needs to be at different times. We didn't set out with very distinct roles. We were like, let's see what happens. Let's keep getting together and reassessing and what we need to adjust and pivot with. And that's just sort of how we roll with it is that we're just, we morph as our company morphs. Yeah. And I would say like, I've had other business partnerships in real estate investing, and I have many <laughs> cautionary tales about how important it is to really vet partners and make sure you know who you're working with and things like that. In this case, I think Mary and I knew each other's characters and knew each other's, um, you know, the, the great things about each other. And we were very honest about the tough things about ourselves that we each needed to be aware of. And I feel like we've allowed each other to be who we are. And I think that's been helpful. The other thing is we are both in roles that are very well suited to our personalities. And I've never had that in another company. And so I think that's kind of where the great balance comes into play for us. I think that's super important um, and, and needs to really be kind of understood really from the get-go uh, of, of kind of creating a partnership like that. You know, I see David and I in very similar uh, roles as the two of you, as far as personalities go. Um, you know, David is the, the kind of the outgoing uh, squirrel that has just gets distracted um, all the time, which I'm super excited to have this conversation today because I think it's going to really help him. Um, this, this podcast is really just for him. Uh, so if we, <laughs> it's a coaching session. It's a coaching David. session. Um, we set this yeah. up. We set this up. Free coaching. That's, that's awesome. That's really the reason that we have these podcasts is just to, to coach David. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's kind of the, the big, passionate, big idea type person um, you know, 80,000 foot view. And then I'm kind of the, the, I'm the engineer. I like the checklists. I like the spreadsheets. I'm kind of the nitty gritty, um, you know, looking at the details. And, and um, so it, but it works well when we come together and we know our roles and we kind of work it out. And yeah, you, you need those two personalities too. You need somebody who's creative and has a billion ideas because, you know, maybe, most of them won't stick or it's not the right time, but one of them will, and it'll be that million dollar idea. So yeah. then you also need the person who's um, more tactical and practical and analytical. It's like that combination has to exist. So, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think what works for us too, is we tend to be creative in different ways. And so, you know, Nina is the visionary. She is that dreamer. Whereas I'm more like, whoa, is that real world? Is that practical? But then I am the visual creative and I will go off on a tangent and tell her all these things that we could create. And she's like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. So we, you know, I think that is beneficial for us is that we definitely have a yin yang um, 
sort of dynamic. And yes, to, to Nina's point, we did have the benefit of we knew each other as children. So there was some pre-vetting <laughs> for the partnership. <laughs> yeah. You know what uh, else what is it? interesting is also our families knew each other. Hmm. Like we we knew each and I it's interesting. We're not from Kenosha. I feel like you just don't know what I'm talking about here. But from our hometown, we have generations and generations and generations and generations of families that all grew up together. And so even though Kenosha's, you know, I think well over a hundred thousand people now, I mean, it's not a small teeny tiny town, but it's still like everybody knows each other. So we did kind of know each other's like familial backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. So it was, and we knew who each other hung with, <laughs> you know, we knew each other's crowd and yeah. that was helpful. So knew, knew each other's boyfriends in high school. I'm like, Oh man, I'm glad with that. Not, not, not with that guy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you did hit on one thing, though, that I, that I love, and, and I think, and it's really interesting, it's very timely, because uh, Stu and I had a conversation with some uh, potential future partners last night, but one of the things that, that I'm huge on that I spent a lot of time, and Stu, Stu, Stu and I spent a lot of time cultivating, but also discussing before we did a single deal, was that character piece that you're talking about. And, and knowing what each other's going to do in a tough situation and, and understanding what's important, you know, what drives each of you. And if that, if those things are in sync, then you can start a business and you can drive it in, in a direction and, and achieve great things. If those are not, and you're 180 out, and not that it's bad, one is good and one is not, but if those values and character are not aligned, um, it's not going to survive. So I think it was really interesting that you said that. And I think people really need to take stock of that because our conversation yesterday, uh, you know, Stu, we, we talked through a couple deals, but, but we didn't talk a lot of numbers. What we really spent a lot of time was, Hey, can our, do we see ourselves enjoying each other's company? Do we see ourselves in line with, uh, when it comes down to a tough decision, are our characters aligned in a way that we're going to make a decision that's beneficial for, for that honors ourselves and what's important to us, but also honors the business and our clients and the people that we are trying to serve. And I think that's a huge point that you hit on is you can be vastly different human beings like Stu and I are like, like you, you two are, but if your character is in alignment, I mean, you can accomplish yeah. great things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it helps too. Like, I feel like Mary and I have a lot of interests that are, are the same outside of business. And we have a lot of other things to talk about other than business. You know, we love talking about politics. We love talking about the hard stuff, even if we disagree on it. It's like, you know, that was um, in other um, business experiences I've had, that's been missing. It's either been all business or it's, you know, or it's just, we're totally out of alignment personality wise. And so it's just a great mix. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think our wives get, get jealous because we probably talk to each other sometimes uh, like multiple times a day. Um, and maybe our wives don't get that many opportunities to talk to us on a regular basis. And so I, I think I think sometimes our, our wives get jealous of us. Oh yeah, well, Mary and I go on an app called Marco Polo, which oh, is yeah. a video app. Yeah. And we're like, I'm always like, I'm the Marco Polo and she's Marco Polo and me. And our husbands are like trying to like talk to each other in the background on the Marco Polo. We're like, 
get away. Yeah, no. My kids will just come in and they'll be like, oh, you're talking to Nina, aren't you? <laughs> That's so That's funny. Awesome. That's so That's funny. Awesome. Yeah, we uh, we were doing the Marco Polo, but I found that we were getting so far behind because we're you know behind the the original message. We're like, dude, let's just make a phone call because you yeah. know dude, we, we'd be like, you know, you can do those uh, like color. You can write on the screens and the different like sounds and voices. Our kids would get on and make like the robot voice and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> complete time completely inefficient use of time, time waste yeah, yeah. that goes That's totally against everything that you guys are everything you preach um i'm actually kind of shocked that you guys use that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey so i'm kind of curious too just uh, if you don't mind giving us a quick um you know we could start with you mary a quick just a rundown of of your background and and kind of where what your life was before you guys came into this partnership and started doing this thing just to give some context to who you are yeah well, as you all know by now, we are both from Kenosha, um, and I went to UW-Madison, as did Nina. Um, I got a degree in graphic design and women's studies, and then I began my career working at, um, I worked in different marketing departments of um, large organizations, and then also at a boutique marketing firm uh, before I decided to branch off on my own. Uh, so I have been my own boss for several years and I love it. And I hope to never go back to being someone else's employee. Um, and, you know, when Nina pitched Boldly and Co. to me, um, it just sounded like the right next step based on um, where I came from and where I want to go. Awesome. <laughs> Nina, the ba another badger. Badger, another badger. Um, yeah, so my background, actually, I got a degree in marketing. I can like barely remember now. I'm like, what was my degree in um, marketing? And I always saw myself as somebody that was in like advertising or coming up with like creative campaigns and things like that. And um, I was recruited by a healthcare technology company called Epic. And I'm like uh, 22, 21 at the time. I'm like, I don't know anything about healthcare. I don't know anything about technology, but I don't have to be a genius to be like, huh, those are two industries never going away. So um, I went through and got into this company called Epic and it's a huge, huge uh, company now, a multi-billion dollar private company um, that's worldwide. And it was an eye-opening experience, one of the hardest experiences I've ever had, but one of the most growth-oriented experiences. And their motto was kind of like, um, you know, come here and you don't have to know about healthcare or tech. We'll grow you to know about healthcare and tech. What we need from you is the right personality, the right intelligence, the right this, that, and the other. And so they had their hiring system down to such a science. And when I find other people now who used to work at Epic with me and we were in the same type of roles, we are clones of each other. And it is, it's just so smart. But anyhow, um, I was in healthcare technology. I was a consultant and I traveled nationwide for 13 years and I loved it because I was good at it, not because I actually enjoyed it. Um, you know, I think my ego and pride got in the way for many, many years of me 
like I never really understood that I wasn't happy. (laughs) I was chasing lots of accolades and promotions and the money was great. And I thought, wow, like this is what a great life, you know, but the reality was I had no life. Um, I just worked and I worked for money and I gave up everything else around me. And um, that was kind of the, the start of all things boldly was this realization that, you know, you can work and work and work, but really not have any kind of life. So that's where it started. That's, I mean, that's, that's so important to what, what David and I are all about is, um, you know, we're, we have our active duty military jobs. Um, we have uh, this business that, that we're building and trying to create. Um, we have multiple adventures inside of, of that business. We have multiple partnerships and ideas and thoughts and hopes and goals. We both have families, young kids, um, and it's a lot. Like, and there are there are times where where D- David and I are both just completely overwhelmed um, with our checklists and to do items and emails and you know. I'm up at 4 a.m. every single morning trying to knock out stuff before I go do my Navy job. And same as David, and then, you know, we're, we're burning the candle at both ends. And at some point you sit back and you realize you're like, man, I, I never do fun stuff or I never get to hang out with my family and spend time with them. And, and so, you know, David and I've really taken a look at that and trying to figure out what's important. And uh, David and I've done some you know serious soul searching and um, just this past year of, of really where we want to be. And, and honestly, uh, s- taking some of the action steps that, that the two of you recommend and, and going through um, the course, you know, through the seven figure flipping um, community that we're a part of uh, has been amazing. It's been eye opening, and, um, so, you know, taking these recommendations and putting them into action and, you know, time blocking and finding your zones and, you know, shutting down all of your distractions, all that stuff has been a game changer uh, for me, at least. Uh, David, still, we need to work on. So that's why we're having this call. Um, so if we could, can we just kind of get into this coaching session for David? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, cool. Um, um, so where, where, where can we start with David to kind of get him aligned yeah. and, and down? Well, the let's, let's start at like, why, like why we do the things that we do. So within boldly. So what, what I found was when I was in the corporate world, I was just reacting all day to my life. That's all I was doing was reacting. And I stopped understanding like what I was even working for. I don't know that I ever knew what I was working for. I just did what I thought I was supposed to be doing in life and making my you know family and myself proud. And that was about it. And um how we start when we work with any of our clients within boldly is we ask everybody to start with the creation of a life vision. And usually, right. There's all these steps down the road in this system that we have um, that gets geared then towards your business. But the start is about your life and the vision you have for your life. And the reason that we do that is because that's, what's motivating that's what's inspiring. That's what's dreamy. That's what, you know, like when you go through hard days in your life, in your business and family, it's the recollection of that life vision and, and what you're working for and why you're working for it that keeps you going and keeps you on the right path. 
Um, so we start with that and, um, yeah, D David, do you have a life vision? <laughs> um, I do. And, uh, you know, and I think what's super interesting is, is what you highlight there. And, and if anybody who gets the notebook or, or uh, I'm sorry, the, the planner or listens to anything that you guys put out, you know, you have the full will, right? The holistic person that has all the different aspects of what, what makes a person, you know, what drives towards that vision and, you know, the, the physical part of it, the community, the, you know, the time, all the stuff that, that makes you who you are and what, what is important. And I, and I love that aspect, that approach that you highlight, because what it really helps people understand, and sometimes people don't, I don't think they take stock of that, right? They get, they get stuck in the cycle of like, for you, it was, it was making money and the pride piece of it. Um, for a lot of our network, a lot of our folks, it's, it's the actual, the service part of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I need to dedicate no less than 10 to 12 hours a day to my sailors or else I'm not really doing my job. Well, right. is that really true? Is that really, because you have these kids at home and you have your wife, you have these other things, these relationships, friends, family, all the will, right. You have yeah. your community, all the things that are so important. And a lot of times we emphasize the parts that when you really boil it down, like in, in, in a year or so, Stu and I are going to be out of the military. If our entire personalities, our vision and our meaning and our purpose and our why is based off of military service and the identity we get through being a CO, an XO, a, a, a naval officer, that goes away like that in one day. Yeah. One day you're in uniform and the next day you're out of uniform. You're retired. Nobody cares who you were. They don't care that your signature yeah. block says, you know, commanding officer retired or whatever it says, nobody cares. And, yeah. and then, and then you're, you're lost. So I think it, that the approach that you guys highlight is so important. And what sets you apart from other companies and even planners is that you force that process. I, I went through the entire thing, you know, you fill out all your goals and the visions and um, for every aspect of your life. And it's so key. And, and I'm curious, like, why did you was it just a realization that you were missing out on so much life with the fo the singular focus that you had that really drove you guys to develop that, that will? Yes. So um, when I was in the corporate world and starting to get involved in real estate and then having children and being married and, you know, I set out to do all the things that I was capable of as a single individual <laughs> and was chasing all these things so hard because I was like, well, I know I'm capable of doing them, but I forgot like, well, wait, I have a whole life. I have to really pay attention to now. So, um, for me in the corporate world, I was working 70, 80 hours a week. I did not, um, uh, I felt an immense amount of guilt if I was not working 70, 80 hours a week. Um, and what was happening was I was doing well at work, but I was failing in every other area of my life. And um, kind of embarrassingly, but I, I, you know what, I'm not embarrassed about it. But <laughs> when I was in the corporate world, there was definitely a, a point where I thought, I think I'm going to have a mental breakdown. I, I don't know how to sustain this level of stress. And I felt like I was going to kind of like freak out at any moment. Someone would say something as simple as like, how are you? And I would be like, just all my emotions onto the surface. I felt like I could cry at any minute. I was angry all the time. And I didn't realize I was living at like this fight or flight mode just every day. 
And I made that a very normal mode of operation for myself. And um, when I got to this point of being like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm really going to have a breakdown. I realized I had no friends to really talk to because I wasn't paying attention to any relationships in my life. I wasn't healthy. I didn't focus on my, you know, body and moving my body and feeding my body and brain well. Like I just, my whole life was work. And so I had to get back to this point where I was like, wait a second, I have a whole life and that needs to be paid attention to. Um, And if I do my whole life well, I can excel at work and do that in far less time. So that was kind of like the start of the idea behind Boldly is that you have to pay attention to your whole life in order to be great at what you want to achieve. I think there's so many different uh, personality types or people in general that that could probably relate to that. I mean, just look at, I mean, so we'll talk about my wife. She's, she's a full-time mom and she is, she is mom and hard every single day. That is her full focus. We have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, you know, we're, we're at home all the time because of COVID, you know, we're, we're doing virtual kindergarten and her, her daily, everything is those two kids. Right. But if you think about it, there's no balance there. There's, there's, you know, and um, you know, so it could be for a, a full-time mom. It could be for a military officer. It could be for an entrepreneur, a business owner. I mean, it could, it relates yeah. to everybody. And uh, I think there's so many people that get into that funk to get into that routine, David and I included. Um, and you have to be intentional about getting out of that through some of yeah. these processes. Stu, you, you, can, uh, you can particularly relate with the no friends thing, right, Stu? Um, so for Mary, for the two of you, uh, I am on the hunt. So every podcast episode that we have, I'm on the hunt for a new best friend. So, uh, if, if either of you two are interested in, 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 you know, filling out an application for this new best friend status, uh, you know, let's, let's talk afterwards. Okay. Here's the thing. Mary is a great friend. I wouldn't count on me to be a great friend. Well, let me tell you ladies something, some insight. There've been literally zero applicants, um, (laughs) And you, we've been doing this show for over a year, or I guess a year now, and and he's still on the search. So that tells you everything you need to know. Hey, I'm but just looking for the perfect person. Got to, they, he, he or she is out there. All right. Hang in there. <laughs> now, Mary, was your experience similar? Like, were, were you, um, uh, you know, and and with the, you know, what, what Stu just said, I think it's so important. But were you kind of seeing some of that imbalance, some of the, um, you know, uh, some of the same struggles? Um, no, this sort of, this, it drives me to nuts a little bit. I, um, I am very balanced person on earth. (laughs) I'm very naturally balanced. I sort of have this like shift in my brain. If one, one thing is getting too much focus, I just automatically like spread out my efforts into other areas. But, um, I never knew that that would benefit me until, enter boldly and co <laughs> because I, it, I can sort of be a regulator of the balance component of all of it is, is it, things, things seem very clear to me when things are unbalanced. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a, that's a huge blessing. Yeah. I, I've literally never met somebody who is just as whole 
as Mary is. Like, I, I don't know how to express it any other way. She's just always doing enough of everything and it makes her great. Like she's always thoughtful about what she's feeding her brain and body and that she's moving her body and that she's spending the right time with family and that she's giving to friends and that she's, you know, focused on career and boldly. And it's just like, it's amazing how she does it. So I love you, Nina. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Well, let's, so some of the things that so I have I have my notebook here um, of all my notes from from all the stuff that uh, I've taken you know through some of the, the course so far and um, yeah. some you know something that that hit me pretty hard um, that you kind of talk about is is just this idea that that the brain isn't really physically made to multitask and you know for those of us in the military we are ingrained to multitask like pilots you know we we are told that we have to multitask all the time, although we have a co-pilot or we have a wingman or, or whatever else. Um, and people like pride themselves on how much uh, we can complete by multitasking. But, but I think you're right. Like, I don't think the brain is physically possible, possibly able to do multitasking well. And, and yeah. so, you know, I, I'd like to kind of get into that a little bit because again, we need to teach David how to, uh, Well, you know, when you think about multitasking, so you're right, there is this like reward that, oh, I'm such, you know, you bring to interviews, like I'm a great multitasker. Like, I'd be like, that's terrible. I mean, now that's how I think about it. I did not once think about it that way. But as I was doing my research for, you know, creating the company and what would we be coaching on and developing and things like that, I read a lot about the science and psychology behind multitasking. And essentially multitasking is how well are you at handling distraction? So, you know, that can be great, but the thing is our company is focused on how do we make somebody take the most effective, productive action in their lives and in their business. And so I, you know, if you're good at handling distraction, that's great. But then how great are you at completing the five things you just started? So for us, the idea is um, we have to be disciplined enough to know when to fight off distraction and not get excited by it and allow it to come in. So I think it's just important for business owners to not at a macro level, not chase every shiny object, right? And at a micro level in your day to not be distracted by things like phone notifications and emails coming in when you have a task at hand. So what happens is the brain, you get onto this other task and in order to resume the task you started, you have to backtrack. So inherently it's unproductive because you're moving backwards in a task and often not finishing it. What does that really look like? You know, Mary, like what, you know, from, for the, for the action taker, what does that really look like to, to get rid of these distractions um, and, and kind of be able to focus more on one task at a time? Well, what we teach on is if you're able shutting off all distraction, doing heads down work, perhaps with a timer and really honing in on that one thing that you have to be really into. Now, there are times of day where there might be a lot of distractions around you, whether it's at the workplace, at home, wherever. And that's where you would plan on doing your menial tasks that 
don't really require your brain and you can multitask during that period of time. So, I mean, that's for me, we call, you know, we do our green, yellow, and red zones. We call them our green zone is when we're most productive and creative in, in the day. And our red zone is when we are fried or distracted and cannot. And that's when we encourage people to do those menial tasks that perhaps you could do three at once and get done. Yeah, I think that's it, what's really cool about that too is is the fact that it's not just, you know, a lot of times I think we get trapped in productivity and planners and and writing things down and and um, it, it becomes very uh, ritualistic. But what you guys have done is effectively you've broken it down to the intentionality of understanding your own time cycles of when you're most effective, ensuring that you identify those, and then arranging you know your schedule around those or, or your tasks around those things and and all the aspects of it right very it's i mean it's a very well thought out holistic approach to to life and and intentionality which is something that you know i, I think is huge is is no kidding like you can't you know when i'm, I'm sitting here looking at my you know my my uh boldly planner and and just to get into the the planner part of it you got to get through you know page one two three four, five, five pages of reading and interactive goal setting and planning before you even get to the part where you're writing down like, okay, my to-do list today is this. There's yeah. skill sets that you're developing. And, and I think that's awesome that, it, you know, a lot of times it's lost. A lot of people, I'm this way. I buy a planner or a notebook. I have like 18 of these laying around. I start filling them out and I feel like I've accomplished something. And you really realize I'm, I'm just, I'm so reactive in my life that I'm not really accomplishing anything yeah. i'm just being busy yeah. and, and that's not productive and, and i love how this this program really forces you to be intentional with all these aspects not just the wellness will but setting goals planning your time writing it down where you write it how you write it brain dumping um all those things are just the intentionality of it is so awesome thank you yeah we spent years researching information about basically how to be both productive and how to be well. And, you know, I knew after like my time in the corporate world where I was like, I'm not, I'm not well, I seem to be very productive, but I'm missing the other piece. And so we researched the both of those things and they had to go together. And we found out that they overwhelmingly do go together and the wellness piece must exist otherwise your achievement is leveled no matter how capable you are. So I think a lot of times for me, I see wellness as, um, it is still very hard for me to, um, not just want to do work all the time. My brain is just so focused on achievement and being competitive. And, um, I, I love working, (laughs) Maybe that makes me a total nerd, but I love working, but I have to remember, like, since that's my driver, I have to remember, I have to be well, if I want to skyrocket further. So yeah. And the biggest thing with the planner, you know, our company started with the planner that was like the crux of our, our business. And then we developed it out into a system, a productivity and planning system for businesses that includes the planner as just a small tool, but The biggest thing with our productivity planner is to me, it's not the planner, it's the methodology. It's David, what you were talking about is that 
you have to be somewhat knowledgeable and educated about why the planner is the way it is because there's science and research and psychology behind it that means something and it's not just a to-do list you know well it's a mindset shift it's yeah. a complete mindset shift and it has been for me for sure um and i think david and i are both similar in their respective we love to work you know we love to accomplish things we love to we're competitive we want to you know be the best and yeah. um and this this mindset shift of putting these controls in place and almost like less is more, you know, uh, that, you know, I I'm, I'm now trying to constrict myself to checking email three times a day and only replying in a certain period of the day when I'm in like in that yellow zone or the green or the, or the red zone. You, right? you have to ask yourself, right. Because your brain, it wants, I want to email all day long, time, right. Yeah. But you have to ask yourself logically, because that's that's an emotional response, right? And the logical, Mary, how does it go? We're we're all emotional beings who have the capability of being logical. So it's like, right? That's like our natural, like we are emotional. We want to get involved in email and respond and react and get excited by it and whatever. But the the harder part is having that discipline to say this doesn't serve me and my goals and my business, which I know because I've defined them very clearly. And you also have to go back to, did I miss anything? By only doing this three times a day, did I ever really miss anything? Did anything ever figuratively blow up because I wasn't on email 24 seven? And the answer will always be no. Yeah. Like yeah. And maybe a you know, maybe once in a while you get something that gets yeah. a little out of control, but, and, you know, just taking, taking some of those steps of, of removing notifications from your phone and doing just the email, um, you know, the, the time blocking. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I also want to kind of ask you guys about just this idea of, of taking a break, taking a rest. Cause you guys talk about that a lot uh, in your, in your, uh, in your plan is, taking breaks, taking a day off, you know, maybe even taking like a week off if, if you have the ability to do that. Um, and how does that, how does that impact you in a positive way to really be more effective with your time and efficient? I love this. I like, let's talk forever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, I look at the brain as a muscle. And so you have brain strength just as your body and muscles have strength. So I always think like, would you actually, this is how the idea of brain rest came about. So, I mean, one, there's a billion pieces of information out there that say your brain needs to rest. Right. And we know things like meditation and mindfulness and prayer and right. All these other things are good because it gives our chance, a brain, it gives our brain a chance to take a break. Right. And how this actually came about was I remember I was on a contract out in Seattle working way too much. And I went on my computer to save a file. And for some reason, when I had to save the file, I had to like know the exact location when I was saving it. I don't know. Some, it was like old computer or something. I don't understand why, or maybe I was just out of it, but I could not remember where I was saving the file. And I couldn't, for some reason, just drag it into the folder I needed to. Anyhow, 
I tried to save the file like 30 times in a row and I couldn't remember every single time where it was going. And I'm like, this is insane. Like that what's wrong with me? My brain cannot work. And I called my mom and she has her doctorate in molecular biology and is just a smart, smart person. Like can't, she like can't have like normal conversations with people because she wants to talk about like atoms and like stuff like that. And they, she, they say that a lot about me too. Yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> nobody, nobody once ever said that one time. <laughs> Your best friends do. Yes. So uh, I remember she's, I called home and I'm like, mom, why can't I save this file? Something is wrong with my brain. And she goes, oh, Nina, it's just so tired. And I was like, what? Like so easy, right? Like, so she could have given me the most complex answer ever. And she was like, it's just tired, Nina. It's telling you it needs a break. And I had never thought about my brain being so separate and its own thing before. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And so the analogy that I give now is imagine going to the gym and saying, I'm just going to work out my biceps today and I'm going to lift weights all day long just for my biceps. And you'd be like, I mean, we know what would happen. You would, you know, your muscles would totally fatigue and you would be recovering for how long, but that's what we do with our brains all day. And what makes it worse is the time that we live in and the culture that we live in where it's constant notifications, constant distraction, constant, constant. So we wake up and our brain is thinking and working and we go to bed with screens thinking and working. And when we think we're sleeping, our brain is still thinking and working. So it's tired. <laughs> it's just real tired. So the research points to that our brain needs those breaks and it makes us stronger. It makes our work better. It makes our ability to focus and be creative better. And so we encourage in our coaching and program and our, through our planner that, you know, brain breaks are a constant thing. It's, and it's not once a week, once a month, once a year, it's every day, just little bits throughout the day. That's a huge mindset shift. I think for a lot of people, especially, you know, military uh, folks that are just so used to go, 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 go. And, and, and I don't want to detract at all. Um, we can talk offline. You guys can explain what a gym is to Stu. I think you threw him off on that whole thing, like <laughs> working out and, and, and what that means. So, but I don't want to bore our listeners with uh, an explanation of what I'm sure they know a gym is, but, but Dude, that I'm a, whole I'm a Peloton master, yeah, 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 I'm you a are. Peloton master. I crushed Peloton last year. Yeah, no, you did. You did crush the Peloton last year. Congratulations. <laughs> um, but, but I, I think that there's, you know, and it, in it, in it, one thing that I can't, as I'm, you know, listening to both of you speak, one thing that just keeps hitting me is, is how this is, this process has clearly been embraced by both of you. And it inundates every, I'm, I imagine every part of your life, but what I see, like, I look at both of you and I see your background, the wall, I'm focusing on both of you, very clean, you know, organized, the books are a certain way, you know, Mary, there's no clutter, there's no, like, there's bins and everything is, has its place, everything either has its place or is intentionally put away to send a message. And the message is not lost on me just visually as I, as I look at both of you. Right. And I think that that just shows, and you're big on 
clear workspace and, and, and all these things that, um, that I'm not, <laughs> but, but also that it, it's, it's a lifestyle and it's a mindset change and, and the, the magic behind it, the key, what I love is that when you do it, you're more productive. You become closer to the person that you want to be and that you think you're becoming by just putting all the hours and the effort and the brain tired and, and all that stuff. And you're not getting any further. I know I feel this way all the time. And in, in reality, it's stepping back, assessing, being organized, implementing a program like you highlighted. And then the other stuff just kind of doesn't just happen as work, but it, it falls in the right place and you're more productive. And, and I think that's a mat. You guys have, you guys have, that's your superpower, right? You've, you've hit on a, a magic potion. I think it's awesome. Super empowering. So kudos to you on that. I think that's, that's great. And in addition to that, I'm just kind of curious, like you have this thing going, the business I'm imagining is, is crushing it. You guys are doing awesome. Um, what's next? Like, what do you see as you project out? What's the, you use the words, you know, I want to skyrocket. What is skyrocket for you guys right now? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think for us, our goal is to get out to as many business owners as possible. So we do how we like share our message and what we do and how we help people is either like through one-on-one -on -one coaching and consulting and like going into their business and like working with them on all these tools together, or we do it in like group and right now virtual workshops. And I don't know. I, you know, when you look at like in our planner and we have the, on the well-being wheel, we have purpose and passion to me boldly is a purpose and a passion. It's not my professional growth. It's not that category. So like, to me, I'm like, it is our mission to just get in front of as many people as we can, because we just so deeply believe in this and we see how much it can help. And you know, we, there's just so many people out there that are, um, you know, like, I want to achieve these dreams. I have these goals, but they have no, this is going to sound a little harsh. They have no chance at actually accomplishing them because no one's given them the tools on how to understand strategy and thought and effective action. And, you know, so it's like, you're very capable people who can just can't make it because they don't have this stuff in front of them. I know you want to say something, David. You can go ahead and say something. Oh, I actually thought Mary was going to say something. Oh. I, I, she leaned forward and I was like, oh, here it comes. Oh, no, I was just nodding. <laughs> gotcha. No, I, I think I think that's awesome. I, and I, I love what you said that that what your what your vision for the future is is part of your, you know, is part of your purpose and passion. It's not necessarily part of the the growth. And that's something that Stu and I have been really, really these last two weeks have been very deep long conversations about what we really want our businesses to look like, what we want them to be um, because of the purpose and the passion part of it. And the things that are important to us, the leadership and the giving are things that are like for, for, for us, if there's anything, it's leadership and giving. Those are the two things. And so how do you frame businesses around that to honor that purpose and that, and that vision and that passion um, and not lose yourself in the businesses? Uh, themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And like for my husband and I, we are also real estate investors. And 
I've like boldly has had to take a back seat at times because real estate investing is not necessarily, it's for my professional growth, but it's not my purpose and passion, but it is a means for me to be able to pursue my passion with boldly all the time, right? Or to be able to have time to like the financial freedom so I can spend more time in my community or give more to my community. So yeah. <laughs> oh, it's huge. Here's a, uh, here's a, just kind of a question that popped into my brain. Cause you know, I, I feel that David and I have the similar passion of, of serving and helping and educating and mentoring and giving. And, you know, if, if your purpose and passion is to get in front of every single business owner out there, right? How do you do that with still maintaining um, and preaching this, uh, this system and process? Like, how do you get in front of every single business person out there and one-on-one -on -one coaching and all these webinars and uh, programs, but still have that balanced lifestyle? Do you, you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. Yeah. So, First off, we have to remember that each of our goals are arbitrary, right? Like we make them for ourselves. So I might say, I want to get in front of, you know, as many people as possible, but in accordance with our method, that means just doing as best as I can with the time that I have. Mm -hmm. So it does mean like when I think about my week, I'm putting in meal prep, movement, time with my husband, time with my kids, those things actually go in first. So those have to exist first, I know. And then the rest is let's make the best use of that remaining time that I have. So that's, I don't know, that's how we do it. Mary is just, you know, she just always has, just crushes it all the time, crushes it all the time. I don't know how she does. No, she but you know, that to your point, it, it's, it's, we are not going to spend a hundred hours a week, you know, chasing the goal every single week. We definitely have our weeks that are front loaded, you know, with our, with our goals, but, um, we definitely want to take a smooth path because we don't want to burn ourselves out. And we understand how easy it can be to do that. And I think too, you know, another thing that Mary and I focus on a lot is spending more time thinking <laughs> And less time like doing, if that makes sense. Like, love it. Not, like, we're thinking, like, what is the most effective way to do A, B, and C? You know, so it's like, okay, I'm not just going to go out and chase every business. I'm going to be extremely thoughtful about my connections and my relationships and how do I get introductions. And, you know, it's, it's very purposeful with what we do. I actually just started implementing that into my morning routine is, is a 30 minute, like time blocked on my calendar, a plan and think yeah. schedule block. And I just started reading this book, um, the road less stupid by Keith Cunningham. It's a phenomenal <laughs> book. I, I highly recommend it. Cause he, he talks a lot about it is, is just, he calls it thinking time mm -hmm. and he, you just pose yourself a question. You shut everything down, put a timer on, with a pen and paper or, or notebook or whatever, and just ask yourself a question that has to do with your business or anything going on in your life. And then just brain dump, just like you're talking about brain dumping, you know, on the planner, brain dump, 
thinking yeah. on only and I've I've just started implementing and like there's some there's some goodness in this notebook during my thinking time. Whatever, man, you stole that. That's probably in the notes section of the book, and you just took a photocopy and like pasted it in and said, "Oh yeah, look at all these notes I took." You 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 have blank sheets every morning when you get your thinking time going. <laughs> no, I I think that's I think that's awesome because you know one thing that has been absolutely just from a um, you know a, a mindset some of the folks that you look at that are, are just so influential, like from the military, you know, uh, General Mattis is one or, or uh, Admiral Stravitas are two, two like four stars that, and, and both of them are like, hey, what I do is, is I read. You know, you look at um, uh, Warren Buffett, you look yeah. at Mark Cuban, you look at these people in their industries that are like, are, are the, the pinnacle and almost all of them exclusively spend multiple multiple hours a day in books. I mean, uh, Admiral Stravitas wrote a book about books he's read. It's like, I mean, he, and, and the dude has like a, a library of 5,000 books. He's talking right? about all these books. Oh, it's, just, it's unbelievable. But the book itself, it was called the, uh, the Leader's Bookshelf, I think it was called. And it was really cool. But the point to that is, I think, you know, you're hitting on it too, is, is that, that, that mindset in, in, choosing to sit down and think and stew like holding me accountable to hey dude like spend some time thinking and yeah. and then the things you come up with and and i imagine when when you put two minds together like you, when you two get together and share some of the thoughts that you've done your own deep thinking i mean it's it's crazy the the potential and the possibilities that come out of that well and i want to cool. i want to say to you guys when you do that think time that is a form of brain rest so Stu, if you're like, wow, I'm getting all this out of here. Yeah, because you're not distracted. You're not doing 49 things at once. That's your, you know, block time and you're guarding it and you're disciplined to it. And like your brain just has to think of one thing. And so it does it like all of a sudden you're like, I never knew I even had that idea. I didn't even know my brain could think like that, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I find a, another another block of time where I find my brain just just running and stern is, is when I'm exercising. You know, if I'm just like running outside or, you know, riding a bike or something like that, my brain starts running and, and I'll come up with all these ideas. And a lot of times I'm like, oh, I got to write this stuff down. You know, if I have my phone with me, I'll kind of write it down like in my, in my yeah. notes or something like that. But yeah, uh, but yeah you say good. move the body, change the mind, mm, right? Like, that. like when you move the body, you change the mind. So yeah, it's good stuff. There you go. Yeah, we could uh we could be here for hours. You guys yeah. are uh, you guys are firing me up. I, I love this conversation. I, I how, how do folks find you? How do they continue this? You know the the conversation through you know your videos, reading, coaching, whatever it is. What are the resources if you could, um, you know, yeah. let our listeners know. Yeah, absolutely. They should go to our website. It's www.boldly b o l d l y and co dot com. And they can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Boldly and Co. Awesome, so all awesome. of our, all of our stuff is there. We have tons of, um, well, I think really cute, good looking products, but we also have more importantly, like coaching and workshops and all kinds of things that I think, you know, people should take the chance on for themselves because I can promise you they work and they help and they'll be great. So that's there's anything, great. If there's any other, you know, last minute requests or advice or anything like that, what, what would you give to our audience, our listeners? 
Ooh, Mary, you, you go first. I'm going to think about it. Advice to the audience. Yeah. You Advice know, or request if there's something that they could do uh, for, you, for the two of you. Well, or... I don't know about all of you, but 2020 was a very, very trying year in my, in my life. Yeah. <laughs> You're so sweet um, about it. It was tough. Trying. It was, it was very trying. And so I would say the derailment that happened of 2020 doesn't have to perpetuate and that we, it, there's always time to turn it around. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, oh, I gained 30 pounds, whatever. I can't get up back on track. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my career. We'll plan it next year. You know, and it's I, my, my thing is let's do it now. Let's get back on track now. It's, it's the perfect time. It's the new year. You know, it's the dead of winter anyway, here in Wisconsin, what better to do than to, what else plan, do you have to do? <laughs> plan your life and get it back on track. I mean, you could like drink a bunch of beer and eat brats and cheese and yeah. stuff like that, but let's not go that direction. Yeah. Only on the it. weekend, right? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's good stuff. Hmm, what would I suggest? I would suggest um, two things. The first thing is um, to give yourself some grace. I think a lot of us in our heads beat ourselves up over not doing enough and not accomplishing more. And I would say like, just calm down, give yourself a little grace. You're human. And as Mary said, like then vow to take action and actually do take action. Um, the other thing that I would suggest that I believe is wholly unproductive is, um, to stop comparing yourself, stop comparing yourself to other businesses, other people that seem to have made it. And yet you haven't yet. Or I think, um, we are each absolutely our own individual people with our own individual histories and mindsets and families and all these things that have been stacked either against us or in our favor in our lives. And we need to live our life, you know, true to ourselves and to stop comparing because somebody else's life is just not yours. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's awesome advice from, from both of you. I think, you know, our listeners, this listen to the last three minutes. I think just that in and of itself are some, some, serious gems you know take action uh give yourself grace don't compare i think those are things that are 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 huge and and i love mary the you know a lot of times i think people become overwhelmed where they have gotten themselves and you just you can dig out of it right you got yourself there um you can you can definitely get get back to where you want to be have that vision put it in your planner uh, address it backwards <laughs> plan from from where you want to be and and take action and get it so awesome advice Thank you. This was really fun. I was, uh, this did not at all disappoint, not even a tiny bit. We've been really excited about having you two on the show and uh, just been pumped about uh, uh, the conversation that we knew it was going to end and, and you guys have delivered in spades. You're, you're awesome. Thank you so much for that. Thank you guys. Happy new year. Happy new year to you. Yeah. We're oh, going to right, one last, Go one last question. Can the movement part of it, Stu's been trying to break through 10 pushups for like two years now. You really just, just to get 10 in a row has been a block for him. It, can this help? Yeah. Use, use those goal setting. You need 30 day, get to seven, okay. six months, get to eight. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Well, we're, we're going to come and, and, and eat some, some Wisconsin sausage and cheese. Whenever, whenever we're allowed to travel again and come to Wisconsin and check on our business and properties, we're going to, we're going to go enjoy some fellowship with, with you two ladies. And nice. uh, I, I, so so overwhelmed with what this has done for me personally um and and thank you too so much and and i i hope 
our listeners reach out to you, um, jump on board, you know, your, your systems and processes. And um, I think it, it's a life-changing type of, of, uh, of thing here. So uh, mm-hmm. thank you um, for those listeners. Hey, go talk to Mary and Nina, get on board. Um, it will change your life. Uh, go and subscribe to our podcast. Give me some five-star reviews, David one, <laughs> Nina and Mary 10. Um, and uh, most importantly, go fill your storehouse. Make it a great day. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to Filling the Storehouse. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and share it with someone you love. And if you really felt inspired, leave a five-star review so we could continue to grow and help other Christian entrepreneurs fill their storehouse. If you're interested in creating financial freedom through real estate investing, be sure to check out our website at storehouse310turnkey.com. We'd love to serve you through our platform of building the kingdom. Just click on the contact link and we'll reply to you as soon as we can. Again, thanks so much for listening. Now go for your storehouse and make it a great day.